Welcome to the Philosophy Podcast, where host and lacrosse expert Jamie Monroe will do what he does best, talk about lacrosse. Each episode will provide listeners with education, insights, stories, and lessons about the lacrosse world. We will discuss current events, coaching, philosophies, and college lacrosse recruiting. Now let's get started with your host, Jamie Monroe. How's it going, everybody? Jamie here. Thanks for listening. If you've been enjoying the content in my Philacrosophy podcast, my Inside the Eight podcasts, or my a Lacrosse Weekend blogs, I would encourage you to check out the store at jamefreesports.com. I've created awesome content for coaches, players, and parents in both men's and women's lacrosse. For coaches, the coaches training program. It's, it's a combination of cutting edge and practical. We have Division I men's and women's coaches all the way down to high school, JV, and youth. For players, I've created JM3 Player Academies, which are designed to teach every variation of every skill for boys and girls across. And for parents, I've created JM3 Recruiting Portal, where I've taken all of the content from my blogs, my podcasts, from webinars, and other interviews, and pooled all of this information in one place where parents can get access to incredible content and insights from the very coaches that you're hoping to play for. Thanks and enjoy the podcast. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the flying solo edition of the Philacrosophy podcast. Really excited to be bringing this solo podcast to you where I get to just talk about topics um, that I want to share thoughts on. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the philosophy of shooting. Um, and um, there's honestly, there's so much to talk about as it relates to shooting. Uh, it's kind of crazy. And we will break down um, shooting from a time and room and on the run and a finishing perspective. Um, but I also want to just talk about the big picture, the 50,000 feet look at shooting. So let's start. Um, first, when you're teaching shooting, when you're working on shooting, I believe that you want to start close to the net and move away from the net as time goes on. When I work on shooting with teams, I always work on finishing primarily. And then we work on the shots that are, you know, very mid-range, you know, maybe, uh, you know, not quite a finish that I would define as when you're actually throwing it around the goalie, when your toes are right up near the crease and you're throwing it around the goalie to the far side or twisting it to the near side. That's how I would define a finish. Um, I will work on finishing in, in, in mid-range type of shots as much as possible. These are the shots that you need to score. These are the shots that when you look back at the game, you're like, man, if we only finished our one-on-ones with our goalie, what if we just finished 50% of our one-on-ones with a goalie? We would have won. And I really think that when you think about your shooting um, and you think about shooting and the importance of shooting on goalies, this is one of the reasons why I like to work on the in-tight close shooting. Um, because at all ages, um, these are the shots that you got to score. And these shots have more to do with a feel for moving the goalie, uh, a feel for touch, um, than really anything else. Um, and it doesn't matter really how hard you can throw the ball when you are, you know, within five or six yards of the net. It really has to do with your ability to put it where you want to put it and, and, and move the goalie and be deceptive and gain angle. Shot selection is another 50,000 foot element of shooting that is so important. Um, everybody on your team needs to know what their, what their range is. 
Um, what do I mean by shot selection? I'm not talking about what shot you shoot, whether you shoot a sidearm shot or an overhand shot or a, a leaner. I'm talking about shot selection like distance and angle primarily. Um, shooting from outside your distance is going to be a save, and a save is a turnover. Uh, shooting with a poor angle is, is not going to, going to score a goal for you. Um, I, I think one of the true litmus tests on, on good coaching is good shot selection. And the shot selection is not the same for every person. Every kid on your team needs to know what their range is. And everybody needs to know that we're not taking bad shots. Um, Nick Myers at Ohio State literally, you know, has pretty much outlawed alley shots. They do not shoot alley shots. Uh, Dave Huntley, the late great Dave Huntley, always talks about shooting with your stick to the middle. I talk all the time about natural side. Hunts uh, did a study with his uh, statistician. Um, and this study studied um, something like uh, 10,000 MLL shots over three years. Something like 2013, 14, 15, maybe it was 15,000 over four years, but it was, it was a large sample size. And they, they studied um, where shots were taken from. They studied what, whether the stick was to the outside of the, or to the inside, meaning, you know, uh, whether your stick was to the middle or pointing to the outside. Um, so they figure out what hand, you know, the shot was taken from it, as well as where they had like 30 different quadrants. And in every quadrant, the statistics were higher with your stick to the middle, except for dead center. And so, um, you know, I, I can't stress enough uh, the importance of understanding uh, shot selection as an individual player and shot selection uh, for your team if you're a coach. Um, screenshots, shooting around a man will give you more range. And we'll talk about that in our time in the room shooting portion of our uh, flying solo podcast. But just so you know, like when you're thinking about shot selection, you're thinking about range, uh, you can take uh, screenshots into consideration. The next big picture topic on shooting philosophy is deception. Uh, to me, deception is the most important part of shooting. And I, I really believe it's, it's the way you want to start. Uh, you want to shoot and learn how to score on goalies rather than just working on power and accuracy all the time. I don't think it's bad to do both at the same time, but I don't think it's smart to spend hours and hours and hours and hours in the backyard shooting at practice shooting on no goalies. Because the shots that you're going to shoot that are gonna score goals um, are relative to a goalie being in the goal. When you think about the shots, what do we mean by that? Overhand, underhand? Yeah, but we're talking about the fact that every time you shoot, you're, you're telling a story to the goalie. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, the goalie is reading your body language every single time. And when you shoot with no goalie, yes, you can work on your accuracy, which is really important. We'll talk about it. And yes, you can work on your power. Super important. We'll talk about it. But you're not working on deceiving the goalie and you will likely be staring at the corner. Think about it. You pick the corner. You want to shoot top right. You wind up. You stare that corner down. You fire it as hard as you can. You put everything into it. Pings off the upright, off the pipe and in. 
and you admire that shot. Well, you've just practiced shooting and telling the goalie exactly where you're shooting. And I, I just can't stress enough how important it would be to not burn that habit of that swing into your skill set. Think about this process. Sure, you want to shoot and learn how to shoot really hard and be accurate, great. But how about regularly shooting on a human being that requires you to manipulate them, for you to hold them up to yank it low, for you to look not at where you're shooting, but maybe someplace else. Maybe you look them right in the eyes. You learn how to see net without focusing on it. You learn how to shoot a leaner where you lean, you know, lean one way and shoot the other way or where you put your chin to your chest and you pop it in. You learn how to manipulate the goalie with all kinds of different windups and different release points. And I don't mean release points necessarily of angles entirely. I do mean angles, but not just angles. Release points also is when you release it. You know, if you shoot on a goalie enough, you will learn to release the ball a little bit later than he thinks, and it will make the difference in your ability to score the goal. It's funny because box lacrosse players always shoot on goalies, and they are the best shooters in the world. Nine of the top 15 all-time goal scorers in NCAA history were box players. We know this already. We know that you have to have great accuracy because the net is smaller. We know that you have to um, have good snap, snappy releases and, and, and power to be able to beat these goalies. Um, but what you really need to do with box goalies is deceive them because they are reading you and they're not going to let you score the same shot twice. It's funny because when, when, when guys go from being players to coaches and they start warming up goalies a lot, it's when they truly learn how to score. That's happened to me. You know, I, I shot all the time growing up, but I didn't grow up shooting on goalies. And when I finally became an assistant coach, I started shooting on a goalie and warming them up every day. And that is where I got the feel. Shooting on goalies is a feel. And you can't teach feel. Now that I know how to shoot these various shots, and there's a lot of them, I can go out into the backyard and shoot a leaner with the proper technique and the proper form and practice the exact shot that I would be doing if a goalie was in there. But how could I learn how to do that if a goalie wasn't in there? I, I probably couldn't. In fact, you, you, you might be able to do it somewhat, right? You could practice like lifting up high and not looking low and yanking it low. You could practice that. That would be smart. But you might not be practicing it exactly how you might do it. You might exaggerate it more than you need to. So shooting on goalies, uh, is so is so important. I talked about release points and and you know when you release the ball, um, and releasing it a little bit late or a little bit early um, is so important. So one of the things you think about is when you're winding up is the front foot. Hunts always used to talk about um, don't shoot through your front foot. What that means is when you're winding up and you shift your weight from your front back foot to your front foot, if you shoot right through that weight shift, the goalie 
is going to have a better chance of picking up on your shot. Whereas if you transfer your weight and you have a pause of any kind, it gives you a much better chance of beating that goalie, no matter where you're putting the ball. Uh, that front foot uh, deception is so important. And we'll talk more about that later too. Um, working the diagonals. What do I mean by this? Um, you know, basically, if you want to shoot for the top left, you want to make the goalie think you're shooting for the lower right. And if you want to shoot for the top right, you want to make sure the goalie's thinking you're going to the lower left. And using these diagonals to your advantage also comes into play with your swing angle. Um, when you, I'm a lefty, so if I'm shooting overhand, I'm really going to shoot a little bit more three quarters overhand, maybe a lot more. But the idea is if my swing is on the similar diagonal that I'm using to make the goalie have to cover the two farthest points, that means as a lefty, I'm going to be shooting to the top left, but I'm going to make them think I'm shooting to the low right. That's, that's called a leaner. And if I want to yank that ball to the low right, I'm going to be looking to the top left. I'm going to be holding that goalie up with everything, my body, my gaze, my chin, my chest, my hands, my elbow. I can hold him up in a lot of different ways. And if I want him to dip, you know, then I'm going to lean to the, to the right and throw it to the left. I'm going to look low right and throw it high left. Not going to watch that ball go in. If you're doing a, a true leaner, you will not see the ball hit the net. You can't. It's, then it's not really a leaner. You might score it. doesn't mean you, you, you can't score on other shots. It just means that when you're shooting these shots, you're not going to watch the ball go in the net. Another really, really important concept in shooting is, is, is quick release, getting your shot off quickly. When you're practicing shooting, when your kids are practicing shooting, you need to teach them how to catch and release it as quickly as possible, really with no cradles. If you're taking time with a big crow hop and three steps and a wind up, it's not realistic to what's gonna happen in the game. You must get the shot off quickly. And as far as quick release goes, you know, the kind of pocket you play with will make a difference. Um, there are players that have played with big whips um, that have such good hands that they can control it, they can get it off quickly, they can put it where they want to put it. Um, it's very, very hard to do. Most players can't do it. You have to have supremely good hands to be able to play with a, a massive whip in your stick. And those players that do, they get away with it, and, 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 but there's not a lot of them. Um, most of the players that play with big whips in their stick can't have a very hard time with accuracy, have a very hard time with getting their shots off quickly. They have a very hard time with shooting overhand. They can only shoot underhand. They don't have multiple angles, um, which is why I, I would recommend that, that you really learn how to play with as little pocket as possible because this gives you your best chance for great accuracy as well as great quick release. It is at the expense of power. But this is why when I'm teaching shooting and I'm working on shooting, I, I always start from close in. Hey, what are the shots we take in a game anyways? I mean, how many, how many shots do we want from outside of 10 yards? I mean, granted, when you get up to the collegiate level and you've got guys that are like, you know, big time division one players, you're going to have that kind of heat on the field. In which case, it's even more important to be able to have 
that quick release in that accuracy. But for younger players, for high school players, um, for anybody working on it, you just got to finish and you got to be able to be accurate. Um, and your, your smaller pocket, no whip, um, is a huge advantage um, in learning how to shoot and in learning how to, um, and learning how to finish. Let's talk now about power. Power is really important. If you can blow it by a goalie, it's awesome. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, if you can overpower a goalie, it's huge. Uh, Dave Huntley, my great friend, the late great Dave Huntley, he always talked about being able to teach power. He was like, I could put five or 10 miles an hour on anybody's shot. Um, we were working on that project. Um, I learned from him a lot. Um, I'm not sure I know all the details of what he would teach as it relates to power. And I hear so many people talk about power. So many people talking about hands back and all of these things and the mechanics of shooting. And I'm not saying I, I um, don't think the mechanics of shooting are important. Um, and I would, I would love to have somebody tell me exactly how you're going to improve your power to the extent that it was that easy. But so much of what I think is true with power comes from really learning how to swing hard and swing well, and it takes practice. Um, I do think there's a difference in technique, whether you are a, a right-handed righty or a right-handed lefty. I think that if you're a right-handed righty, you can have your hands farther back and you're throwing this thing more as if you were, you know, using your right arm and, and you're really throwing it more like a baseball. And if you are a right-handed lefty, um, you are, you're using your right hand to yank. You know, you're not just throwing it like a, a baseball. And I think that there's differences in the mechanics there. I know that the push-pull in both cases is really important. You need to be able to have that push-pull to be able to create the snap. Um, the pull itself of your bottom hand will give you a little bit of a quicker release because it creates a pivot point of your top hand, which makes a really big difference if you think about it. Um, it makes a big difference because the right-handed righty that's just using his right hand is using his whole stick and body to propel his whole stick. And the right-handed lefty is using his whole body. And then at the end, there's that push-pull that shortens up that stick a little bit. And it might even reduce power by a little, but it's going to give you the misdirection, which creates some deception. And it's going to give you the quickness of release. I think having your hands back is important, but I also think that sometimes it's stressed maybe more than it should be. And frankly, I don't think you're, it's worth working on power before you work on deception. And we already talked about why. So much of it because the shot that you're actually gonna shoot when you're only working on power and accuracy is gonna be a different swing than what you would shoot if you were trying to deceive a goalie. I think it's really important to think about your arms. You know, when you watch younger kids, it's kind of like in golf, you don't want to have noodly arms. You don't have bent arms that much because if you can kind of lock your arm a little bit, maybe not straight, I'm not saying straight, but if you lock your arms, you're going to be able to give yourself an ability to be more accurate and really get your body behind your shot. And I think it can really help with your deception as well. 
because you can start being accurate and having your body facing different ways. Think about which way your body's facing when you shoot. So important. If you're open up, if you're facing your target, you know, we're, we're, it's going to give the goalie one indication, whereas if you stay closed and don't open up as much, it gives the goalie another indication. One of the things, hips, uh, one of the things Hunt's always talked about was, was your hips. And a lot of people will teach you to shoot where you step towards your target, point your toe towards your target. And um, Hans always talked about the fact that you lose some torque that way. If you can, if you can imagine, you know, being, if you're a righty shooter and you, and you kept your foot closed, you didn't point it towards the target, but you actually had your foot pointed towards, say, the sideline. Let's say you're shooting from dead center and your foot's pointed towards the sideline, not towards the goalie. You can imagine that you'd be able to get more torque in your hips and you can feel the tension on the inner part of your thigh to be able to get that kind of torque. Um, Hunt's always talked about that. There's different windups. Obviously, we need to have a windup that's going to allow us to get a shot off quickly. Um, but you can use a windup that is a crow hop with a skip. Skips, skips allow you to harness power. You can shuffle. Um, and you can backwards crossover step or forwards crossover step, and they both really work. And then when you think about jump shooting and shooting on the run, we're going to talk about this a lot later. Andy Shea in the podcast I did with him talked a lot about this. It's really interesting. Um, and for so long, I didn't understand what he meant. You know, but there's a correlation between jump shooting and shooting on the run as far as the when you load your weight. And we'll talk about that. We will talk about that more later. Overall, when you think about shooting, back to the first point, is there a more important skill for your team or for your players or for you if you are a player? Probably not. But find a goalie to work on. You don't need even a fully fledged goalie, you could get your dad and get into a four by four net with a tennis ball and, and, and work on coming across and working on deceiving him. When you're playing in your pickup games, don't work on trying to blow it by people. Work on trying to deceive and feather it and use screenshots and score the slowest goal you can. There'll be a time and place for power. Trust me, it's important. We'll work on it. But so much of shooting, I believe, is so much of shooting is your ability to have a feel for how to score the goal. Yes, the accuracy is key. Yes, you want as much power as you can. Of course, we got to get shots off quickly. But the philosophy of shooting is going to be take great shots when you stick to the middle. We want to take shots close to the net. We want the closest possible shots. We want layups and then learn how to be deceptive. Almost every time you watch a goalie make a miraculous shot, it was a telegraphed shot. It was a guess. It was a low shot. Goalies, when they make the miraculous low save, and you'll see it time and again. Alina would have gone. I hope you enjoyed this. We'll talk about shooting another time later.